You're listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beltway Beef. Today, I'm joined by Scott Yeager, and he's the Chief Environmental Counsel here at NCBA. Scott, we're happy to have you back on the podcast. Thank you for having me. So, Scott, something that has been talked about quite a lot recently and since uh, the Biden administration has come in is navigable waters and WOTUS and what the regulations from this administration will look like. So just wanted to get you on the podcast today to kind of give us a 10,000 foot overview of what is the status on the navigable waters Mm -hmm. protection rule right now and what is NCBA's engagement in that process? So the status I'll answer that question first, and then we'll kind of go to the history here and, and give the overview. The status of the Navigable Waters Protection Rule, which is the, it, the that was the rule issued by the Trump administration in 2020. That rule is still in place. It's still effective law, meaning right now that is the law that you are living under as a landowner, as a land user, as an agricultural producer. You're living under that rule. Um, there was a big legal victory last week with a uh, district court decision out of South Carolina that effectively upheld this rule again. And I say again because there's been a number of cases and decisions where where courts have had an opportunity to overturn the Trump Navigable Waters Protection Rule, but decided not to and upheld it. Um, And this latest court decision uh, did the same thing. And basically, it, it actually dismissed the environmentalist case and remanded without vacator the rule back to the agencies. A remand without vacator means effectively means that the Trump rule stays in place for the foreseeable future. If and until, if and when and until the Biden-Harris administration finalizes a policy change. And I say finalizes a policy change. And I say that because it's a term of art that means they have to produce a final rule. And I'm, I'm underscoring that because it takes a lot of time to get from point A to the point of being a final rule. It takes years. Um, so in other words, the Trump rule is in place now and until that happens, which will take, which will take years from now. Um, so, you know, I, I think that is, uh, producers can breathe a sigh of relief that nothing's changing right now. It's still the status quo. Um, and to the extent that you all need to take, do, you know, do everyday farm activities that could move soil or move dirt around a water feature. You know, the thing that you have to look at is the 2020 rule uh, and nothing else, because that is the rule of law right now. So that's where we're at right now. But can you give us the timeline of everything that's happened in this space, uh, starting back with WOTUS? So asking you to go back a few years here well, let's, now. Let's go back further than that. Let's go back to 1986. All right. a Supreme Court case called Riverside Bayview Homes. And that was the first Supreme Court decision on the question of WOTUS. So this has been going on for a long time. That was the first time the Supreme Court heard the question of WOTUS. And again, that was 1986. And they've heard it three more times since then. So this is an issue that is very complicated, that has gone before the US Supreme Court a number of times. And every time it goes before the Supreme Court, it gets more complicated because you take, (laughs) we're taking nine Supreme Court judges who are lawyers and asking them how to figure out what's a federal water. And, uh, they don't really know how to do that because they're not hydrologists, but they're lawyers. So they create complicated guidance that goes along with it. So there was Riverside Bayview in 86. There was Swank, which was 2001. And then there was Rapanos, which was 2006. And the Rapanos decision, folks who are interested or, or understand the WOTUS issue a little bit know that that was the Supreme Court decision that really muddied the waters, created a whole bunch of 
uh, fractious uh, guidance from the Supreme Court that complicated it even more. And that decision in 2006 in Rapanos was what led us to our modern day ping-ponging between de Democratic and Republican administrations is effectively what's happening right now. So Rapanos 2006, and after that, Obama put out guidance in 2008 and tried to clarify what a WOTUS was through guidance. And that got attacked uh, from all angles because it didn't go through the federal rulemaking process. They just issued it unilaterally. Uh, so he pulled that back and then they went through a full-fledged rulemaking process, which led to the 2015 WOTUS rule. Most folks know what that is. They know it was a very overbroad rule and that effectively regulated just about every water feature, wet or dry. And I say that because the definition of ephemeral, which was regulated under this rule, said even if a dry feature is conveying water after a rainstorm to a downstream water, well, that's now a federal jurisdictional water under the 2015 Obama rule. That's when we really kicked into high gear at NCBA to oppose that rule because, because of the expansive nature of the 2015 rule, it meant that a lot of features on cattle country uh, were now going to be federally regulated where they had never been before. Uh, so we opposed it uh, in Congress. We, we worked with uh, different members of Congress to bring out legislation that would, that would kill it effectively um, and really... Uh, that uh, that came home uh, during the Trump administration when the, the Trump EPA repealed and replaced the 2015 WOTUS rule with Trump, you know, the Trump administration's version of the WOTUS rule, which is the Navigable Waters Protection Rule. And that rule effectively pared back some of the federal overreach and tried to provide clarity and exclusions for farmers and ranchers. So that's a, a really good overview of what's happened. And can you just talk a little bit about why this is such an issue for farmers and why farmers and ranchers all over the country are really tuned into this issue. So something we, we say quite often at NCBA is that we work to keep the federal government out of your business. Um, WOTUS is a perfect example of if that rule is done the wrong way, it means the federal government is going to be in your business. Because now, effectively, if you're if you're dredging a stock pond and that stock pond is now a federal WOTUS, you have to get permission from the federal government to do that before you can ever do it. Same deal with uh, ditches. If you want to put a ditch in your property or clean out a ditch on your property and that that ditch is now a WOTUS, uh, which under the 2015 rule it could it, it, it was, um, now you need permission again. You need to get a permit from the federal government to do that. And that's why our members have always been so very uh, opinionated and strongly against a WOTUS definition that's overexpansive because it really gets at their private property rights and their ability to use their land in the way that's most economically beneficial and, and, and puts them in a position to be the best environmental stewards as well. Keep in mind, our producers are able to put NRCS like conservation practices on the ground because they have the money to do that. And 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 in those cases, the NRCS programs sometimes cost share that. But if you have to get permission for the federal government to do anything, now you're spending your money on going through that process instead of putting those conservation dollars on the ground. So it's it's a tricky one and one that it's one that really gets at private property rights and land ownership, which is so important to our producer because because their their land is their investment. It's their it's their operation, it's their livelihood. Um, so it, that's why WOTUS has been such a controversial and pointed issue for our producers. Yeah, obviously a, a very important issue and something that NCBA will continue to stay engaged on because it is so relevant and important to our producers. But just quickly, can you talk about what your path forward looks like? Sure. So our path forward at the NCBA has been and will continue to be to, to, to advocate for our producers across all the different uh, decision points. So that's Congress, that's the agencies, and that is in the courts. So we are continuing to be involved in litigation where we're defending 
the navigable waters protection rule. Um, we got a good legal victory last week, but there are still other cases that are ongoing that we'll be engaging in. Uh, we'll also be having continuing to have conversations with the Biden-Harris administration, with the leadership at the EPA who are uh, going down the path of potentially repealing and replacing the Trump rule. So we'll be advocating um, for them to keep the Trump rule and also on, on the specific points of why that's important and what's important to, to cattle producers on this issue. And then working with members of Congress. Uh, there's, there's a number of members of Congress just in the last week who have introduced WOTUS legislation and, or who will be introducing WOTUS leg- legislation in the near future that we're working with uh, behind the scenes to make sure that those are all in good places. Well, certainly it sounds like you have your work cut out for you, but thank you so much for being on the podcast and really just appreciate you giving us an update on this really important issue. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This has been another episode of Beltway Beef. Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.